Thank you for listening to the Renovation Church Podcast. We're a family that believes you matter, and together we can do something that matters. We hope that this podcast aids you in your spiritual journey toward Jesus. If we can serve you on that journey, please let us know by visiting our website, renovationchurch.com. We always love to hear how the ministry of renovation is impacting your life. The best way to let us know is by leaving a review or tagging us on social media. Wherever you are in the world, know that Jesus loves you and we love you. Enjoy the podcast. There was something that I feel like I was over there praying just now. I feel like I should say this. This morning, Mama Joy was praying over me and she she quoted the scripture um, of Jesus reading the scroll of Isaiah. I came to preach the good news and to set the captives free. And I feel like I'm supposed to tell you right now, today is a freedom day. You are meant to be set free today because today is our small group showcase and we find freedom in the context of community. I don't think y'all heard that. One more time. You find freedom in the context of community. And hopefully in the next 15 minutes, I can convince you why. But I want to I say that to you. I just felt like the Spirit of God wanted you to hear that. That if you walked in here today shackled, there is a mechanism for your freedom that is available to you. And it's called the people of God. Because where the people of God are, Jesus is among them. And he would love to set you free today. So with that, um, there's no good and easy way to get that. Hi, my name is Doug Nelms. I'm one of our pastors here. Good to see you. Uh, I really am glad you're here today. You picked a great day, particularly if you're online. Hey, online family, you picked an amazing day to be here because today, as we just said, is all about one thing. You finding freedom in the context of community. We call that our small group showcase, which is where you sign up for a small group today. Yes. So we're really excited about that today. Uh, We've got a weekly bulletin there. That's got all the things about this week. I'm not going to spend any time on that today. What I do want to do, though, before we jump into anything else, is I want to pray over us and pray over this morning and our time. Holy Spirit, God, you you hear what you people. There's no doubt about that. I I don't think anybody could argue that. But, Lord, I pray right now that you continue to minister to our souls in this time. There is freedom available for your people. You are the breaker of chains, Lord God. You gave us a people to help us live free, to encourage us to remain free. So right now, I pray that you continue to minister to us during this time in Jesus' name. And the whole house said, amen. So I want to start this way by saying something I believe I know about you. Now, I know that's bold, but, you know, I'm kind of a loud person, so you've got to deal with it. And I say that because I know it about myself, um, and I think we're all in common in this, in that we don't actually like our lives of isolation and grinding. We don't actually like it. We may be doing it a lot, guilty, but we don't actually like our lives of isolation and grinding. What we want is a life that is thriving and connected to a people helping us thrive. I actually believe that about you. I don't know if you've ever thought about it. But you desire to live a life where you can thrive in every aspect of it, but not only by yourself, but being connected with a group of people who are aiding you in that process. But we all have a massive problem we're dealing with. 
and it's called living here. By here, I mean the States. I mean, the States is not trying to help us in this. Let's be very, very clear. We all know like the words, like the American dream. It's a lie. It's called making you a consumer. It's not, that's not good for you. It's not good for me. Because all it does is that it constantly makes us believe that if there is another thing we can get, another, another experience, another item, another watch, another whatever, that somehow we will have made it. And it's just not true. You are being used by a system to make money for said system. And its basic way of doing that is isolating you and reminding you that if you just get something else, you'll be okay. And, and this is how it does. I want to give you the mechanism, right? And you can, hopefully you feel this, because I feel this. The American system, the American dream, the culture we live in, call it whatever you want to call it, is driving us towards three things. Isolation, right? If we can just get enough to we don't have to be interconnected or dependent upon people, we'll be good then, right? Two, distraction. If I can just entertain myself enough, I'll be fine. Or th- three... This, is, this, one's, this one's not going to feel good. It's not, it's not going to feel good. It doesn't feel good already? It doesn't feel good. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm going to lift you up. I, I apologize for that. It's causing you to be depressed. And it wants you to be depressed so that you will go look to it for your answers. And this really makes me angry. And I mean that not only because I, I exist in it, because I'm, I'm a person that I, I feel like I run on hope and I feel like human beings run on hope. And so when there is something around them forcing that away from them, it just, it really makes me angry because here's, here's what I believe about, here's what I believe to be true, that every single person should have a community around them that is helping them thrive in this life. Every single person. And look, I know, I know what this feels like to not have that. Like, as I was, as I was preparing for this, I, I went back and thought about the darkest times in my life, the hardest times of my life. And honestly, the darkest times of my life were the places where I was the most isolated. In fact, as I thought about it, I've been through more difficult things that felt easier, but because I was with other people, that's why it made it feel easier. It's when we are the most isolated that we feel the most hardship. It feels the darkest when we are alone. And like, I even say this too, and I, ho- I hope you hear this. Like the Bible doesn't have a category for a life of isolation. It, like when you read it, there is no category for your life if you're living a life of isolation. It's actually calling you out of that. Now, let me be very clear. I'm not talking solitude. Solitude is good and time determined right? It's a solid, sound spiritual discipline that we all need to, we all need to practice. But it is time determined to which you then go back to community to invest in community and continue to be interdependent. And in fact, the, the Bible gives us the most common metaphor in the New Testament for this is something that I think we take for granted, but it's the body. That's the most common metaphor we see in the New Testament for what the Christian life should look like. And so I want to read you a really quick scripture. Many of you may have read it. It's out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It says, there should be no division in the body. That's you, that's me. But that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. But if one part is honored, 
then all parts rejoice with it. Now you, speaking to the people of God, are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. Now, if there's one idea I can pull from that, it's this. That the body helps the body thrive. The body, parts, whole, help the body thrive. And I want to give you an example of what this actually physically looks like in your own body, okay? Uh, I think it's fairly, like, commonly known. I'm kind of into tattoos. Like, this is just two of, you know, this. And when you get a tattoo, something remarkable happens. So the last one I got was up here by a cat in our church named Joe Marty. Go get tattoos from him if you're into it. He's phenomenal. Um, and then right here, and it's been about four and a half to five hours in that chair. And if you've ever done this, you know what happens. All of a sudden, everything starts to hurt. Like, he's only here, but your foot hurts. I don't know why your foot, but I'm like, why, am, why is my leg cramping? He's only working on my arm. And then as you're sitting there, all of a sudden, your whole body begins to shake because what's happening is that the entire body is responding to the trauma of having ink pushed into it by a needle. Everything is coming to the aid of this one piece on your body in the same way. You, me, should feel and know when the other parts of the body are going through something. And we all come to aid that piece. Like my foot hurting and my whole body shaking was basically my entire body saying, get to bed, sleep, this hurts. That is what it means to be part of the body. That is what it means, and that is God's idea for how you are to thrive in this life. He doesn't have a category for you thriving away from that. So I want to give you two examples of how this applies to our culture, to our context. And I want to speak to two specific groups of people in the room. Uh, the first is the most difficult people in the American context to disciple. Married people with kids. You thought I was going to say single people because you got prejudices. I'm just kidding. It's us. <laughs> it's us. It's me. And I'll tell you why. Because our context is making us ridiculously busy. If you live in Cobb County and you have kids and they aren't in 17 sports, you are failing as a parent. It is trying to fill our lives with so much. Now, here's why this is important. The, everybody knows, if you do research on this anyway, that the divorce rate in the United States is 54%, right? And that's a terrible, tragic number. And, and it's often believed because of some bad reading of data that the same is true for the church. So I want to tell you where and how, and the group of people, that the divorce rate is substantially lower and by how much. So when you control for two factors in the data, one, active and regular participation in a religious community, going to church regularly, that, that's what that means. Go to church regularly, right? So that's number one. And then two, engage with a group of friends, whatever make community, that is, and this is the phrase that most uh, researchers use, Family first focused, which is to say you have a community, a group of friends around you that believe being good at being in a family is important. 
right? That they are encouraging you to not strive and grind harder out there, but make sure that your family is good to go, right? When you control for those two factors, the divorce rate plummets to at most 15%. It might even be less than 10. Now, here's the crazy thing. Those people who have those two factors in their lives are as busy as we are. They're not some special subset of people that just have gobs and gobs of time. They got crazy kids like we do. But yet, they have decided that to preserve the thing that matters most in this life, the thing that I have to be good at, I'm going to add things to my life that are cleansing catalytic agents to help make my family work. Second group of people. Single people. Hi, y'all. Love you. What's up? How you doing? So in the States, uh, 40% of single people on average report feeling or being lonely on average on any given week until you control for one factor. And it's the same factor, honestly. It is. Actively engaged in a religious community. Actively connected to a religious community. Being part of a healthy, growing church, that group of single people are two to three times less likely to report feeling or being lonely on any given week. The antidote to our isolation, our loneliness, and the destructive pieces of our culture has been given to us in the people of God. It's been given to us. The, the idea that we're not going to have to daily fight against all of that out there is, is silly. And so that God gave us his people to continue to walk this life day in and day out in the great seasons, in the low seasons, and everything in between so that we could live a thriving life. That is why you should get into a small group today. That is it. And so here's what I want you to do. I got two things, and it's exactly what you think it's going to be. Number one, in just a minute, we are going to give you an opportunity to go next door if you're in this room and actually sign up for a small group right now. Go do that. Like, I can't legally lock the doors to keep you in, right? Thought about it. I also thought about hiring bouncers. That felt wrong too. So instead, I'm going to implore you, Go next door. Sign up for some, find the one that works either in topic or time or day or whatever that works for you. But find a group of people and sign up for a small group today. Second thing is this, and this is actually going to be the hard part. Be present with your group. It doesn't do anything if you sign up and don't go. It, 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 it just doesn't, man. I'm sorry. Look, and I, I'm with you. I am just as busy. I, I am stereotypical of the busy married person with kids, and it is a chore to trial every single time small group season comes around to go, I'm going to do this. And every single time, my wife and I have never regretted it. It has been life-giving to us. There have been moments that it had been hard, and I have been like, I come to my group, don't really, there are days I don't want to be there. And they encourage my soul. Remind me of the good news of Jesus. Remind me to not live with these shackles of this culture. Remind me that I am a son of God who is loved fully in every way. 
So one, sign up today. But two, be present with your group. Try it. Try a little transparency. Try to find somebody that you kind of connect with and then try a little vulnerability. See what happens. Be, be honest if you're having a hard day. Say, hey, this has just been bad, man. Watch what happens. And I promise you, I can, I can promise you this, that just as the whole trauma happens during a tattoo, the whole body comes to aid it, the same will happen for you. I guarantee you, your small group will just stop and go, can we pray? Can we just pray right now? To make sure that you are being ministered to, to ensure that you continue to walk a interconnected and thriving life. Can we do that? Let's pray together. Holy Spirit, thank you for your people. Thank you for your people. I know oftentimes we come to church and don't think about that, but thank you for your people. The gift of being part of the interconnected body of Christ. Well, I pray right now that for those of us who are nervous, perhaps we've never done this, give us the courage to try. For those of us who we just don't have the time I pray that you have us, give us the energy and effort and wisdom to do it anyway. Because you have given us the gift of your people so that we can follow you all of our days. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.